0: As soon as you announce you are pregnant, suddenly everyone has hopes and dreams for this new life coming into the world. You're craving strawberries? I bet it's a boy. She's going to be our little Supreme Court Justice. No, she's going to be an astronaut. You better pick out a girl's name that works for both. Oh, you're going to love him. He's going to be your little buddy. And you can watch football together and play catch and go hunting. Oh, she's going to be a firecracker, just like her mother. The second a pregnancy gets announced, an air of hope and wonder seems to follow the couple. Once the baby is born, those predictions from well-meaning bystanders don't stop. If the baby has long fingers, she'll play basketball or piano. If the baby is awake, he has old, soulful eyes or an intelligent spirit. And every baby is so cute, they will definitely grow up to be a heartbreaker. Mary and Joseph had this same experience. They had hopes and dreams about their little boy. They felt Jesus move in Mary's belly and wondered if he might be more likely to help Mary make dinner or to hang with Joseph in the woodshop. But instead of having folks tell them that this new life might be a Supreme Court justice— They had folks telling them that Mary's child would definitely grow up to be the Messiah. And it started before Mary even became pregnant. The angel Gabriel, a divine being of the Lord, appeared to Mary, a young unwed but betrothed girl. Not only does Gabriel declare she will have a child, but Gabriel tells her many things about this not yet conceived child. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. Once Mary becomes pregnant, the predictions continue. Yesterday we heard the story of when newly pregnant Mary visited Elizabeth, who was very pregnant with John the Baptist. Again, Mary hears that Jesus is a very special baby. Elizabeth says, "'Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy.'" After a visit from an angel and a visit to Elizabeth, Mary seems convinced that God is doing something miraculous in the world, bringing a Savior into being. But as Mary feels this new little life taking shape, as the reality of this pregnancy becomes more and more apparent, as she feels every flutter, every kick, and every hiccup of her unborn child, I'm sure Mary started realizing that what she said yes to was not just being a vessel for the Lord. What Mary said yes to was raising this little baby to be a full-grown man. She said yes to midnight feedings and dirty diapers. She said yes to teaching this child to read and to laugh and to love. She said yes to arguments over curfews And how often this teenage boy should take out the trash. Mary wasn't just God-bearer. Mary became Jesus' mother. I'm at that age where all of my friends are having babies. And it seems people just don't want to hold anything back. I see ultrasound pics, name announcements, and gender reveal parties well before birth. So when one of my friends had her ultrasound appointment around 20 weeks and she didn't post a name and gender announcement on Facebook, she was bombarded with phone calls about whether the baby was a boy or a girl. And she very politely told the well-meaning callers they would just have to wait until the baby was born. Now, mom and dad knew the gender of the child. But as she told me, we live in a world where everything seems to be public knowledge. And when it came to the baby, she wanted just one thing to be a secret between her, her husband, and the child. While she loved the folks already dreaming and hoping for this little baby, their little family was the one being formed. And she wanted to hold that close to her heart. So when Mary finally gives birth to Jesus... When she and Joseph finally meet this tiny baby who has such a big, predestined future, Jesus is not just a Messiah to them. Jesus is also a son, their tiny baby. When the shepherds arrive, having heard from the angels that a Messiah for all people had been born, and this child, this little newborn was he, Mary does not dismiss them. Or tell them, yeah, guys, I I know. Instead, she treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Because even though all of these prophecies were beautiful, even though Mary, a Jewish girl, would have been aware of what the coming of the Savior meant, Mary had an individual, personal relationship with Jesus. And like any new mom, Mary had much to learn about this new little life that had just come into being. We can get beaten over the head with the idea of Jesus as the Messiah. Like a word repeated so many times it loses its meaning, Jesus as Messiah, Jesus as Savior, Jesus as Lord, can lose its meaning to us in our life. Jesus came as a fragile human into this world. To reconcile us to God. Because of Jesus Christ, we know we will have eternal life with God, with the saints, and with all the departed one day. And we should take these words and treasure them. But like Mary, we should also ponder in our hearts our own relationship with Jesus. Jesus knows each one of us individually. He comes into our lives whether we are ready or not. Jesus comes to us when we are broken, when we are busy, and when we are joyful. Jesus is the Savior of all mankind. And he is someone we get to know personally. Jesus can be the transformer of our lives. He can be our confidant. He can be our friend. He can be our brother. And yes, he can even be our Savior. Just like Mary, everyone in the world can tell us who Jesus is to them. And we should take these words and treasure them. But it is not until Jesus comes into our lives that we can truly ponder in our heart who Jesus is to us in our lives at this time. So this Christmas season... Don't just celebrate Christ the Messiah, Christ the Savior of all, Christ the one of whom angels sing. Don't celebrate the Jesus your mom knows, or Billy Graham knows, or the guy standing on the street corner with a sign knows. Figure out who Christ is to you right now. And then celebrate Christ your brother, Christ your friend, and Christ the lover of your soul.